and had. It was like a throwdown. God throwing it down. He, he threw down a hammer right in the middle of that table. And, you know, it's not to hurt you. We, we talked about when, when, when a judge throws the hammer down, it's to get your attention. Amen? And, and so a lot of us, uh, a lot of you, I know, are going through some of the greatest trials of your life. You look around this room, and you see the smiles, and you see people keeping on, and they don't go missing in action. They don't go MIA. And they keep trudging. But I know some of you are in the journey right now of a lifetime. Some of you are in the middle of a war zone. Not everybody, thank goodness, because not all of us can be doing that at the same time. Because somebody's going to come. You know, when Jesus was on the Via Della Rosa, and we got to see that when we went to Israel, man, I'm telling you, it's a hike. And I can imagine, after what he'd already been through, had to carry that cross. And he kept falling down. So I just want to encourage you today. If you're falling down, don't let the enemy beat you up and feel guilty. Jesus fell. He understands what it's like to be under such a burden of that cross he told you to pick up every day so it can have its perfect effect in your life. Come on. So you can leave, so, so you can lead that selfless life. And right there on the side of the road, he provided somebody to help. And that's what the rest of you, if you aren't going through something like that right now, and I mean, I, I know... I know what some of you are carrying because I'm helping shoulder. And I want you all to be that. Just go and love each other. You just don't even know. You might not know that that's that person that's going through that right now. And you just go over and say, hey, man, I appreciate you. Do you know what that would mean to Jesus when he was on the ground (laughs) bleeding and he didn't know if he could get up with the next whiplash? Get up there and carry that cross. You follow me? So please, as the apostles before us, they said, encourage one another. Be kind to one another. Don't second guess. Even if they look uglier, they were snappy with you. You have no idea what's going on in their life. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay? And that's what this body is about. I love it here. Um, All weekend, the Lord didn't lay anything on my heart, but today... He did, just before the meeting. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of things I could teach on. I mean, I have a lot of the word in me. I, I talk to God all week, and we talk about, you know, several serious things that are different. But this is what was on his heart this morning, and this is for you. And this is for you. So you who need to be comforted, you who need to be touched, and if you aren't feeling that, you're going to remember this word. And you're going to know what um, I love to call Father Abba. Sometimes I call him. For those of you, some of you might not know what Abba means. It means daddy. It's a very intimate thing for for your dad. Daddy. It means Abba. You know, little kids call their dads daddy. And when I'm feeling like that, when I'm so vulnerable, there's no other place for me to go. 
I'm not out there trying to say I'm courageous and I'm going to cut the head off the giant. I'm here like, Daddy, Abba, 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 hold me, hold me right now. Speak to me. I just got to feel you. Got to feel your arms around me. So, Father, we, we ask you to, of course, you're going to bless your word because this is your word. This is what's on your heart. So, Father, I lay hold of it afresh and anew as we just come together and we share and we meditate on your word and what you want us to hear today. This is something you've all read. But how many of you know that sometimes, most of you anyway, how many times do you know that you can read a scripture you've read for a hundred times and suddenly it has new life? There's There's a new message for you in it. It's just another revelation. He's dropping some of our blindness, and we get to see it afresh from another perspective. Another perspective, be sure and come up here. Uh, We have a great aerial view of the project next door that we're believing for, so be sure and take a look at that. Yeah, and pray, so we can pray over it uh, from not all the mess in in between. But I just want to call this word with the last song, the same name. You are my hiding place. You are my hiding place. Now, I, wanted, I want you to think about this. How many of us, is there any, well, let me, let me ask this question. Is there anybody in here that never played hide and seek? This is a game that transcends generation. That was going around in my day, okay? So, in antiquity, okay? <laughs> but are you getting it? So we've all played hide-and-seek, hide-and-seek. And some of us had a favorite hiding place. My grandchildren play it in my house, and I'm telling you, they have come up. There's plenty of places to hide, but some of them are very ingenious. We got afraid one time because one of the grandchildren totally disappeared, and we looked at everywhere. We couldn't find him, and we were like, you know, where is this child? We were really worried that he was in a place he shouldn't be. But nonetheless, it had become his favorite hiding place, and nobody could ever find him. Did you have one? Some of you may have had your favorite hiding place. Maybe nobody ever found you there. And I know that for there's all sorts of reasons we would want to hide. That's just a game that we play. But sometimes we want to hide, and there's no games going on. It's real life. Sometimes some of you might be war veterans. Some of you might but have been in the fields of the more recent wars, even going back to Vietnam. I don't think we have any World War II vets in here, maybe. But I'm just saying, when it's coming down and your life is at stake, you've got to run. You've got to find a hiding place a place of safety, a place where the enemy can't touch you, can't find you, none of that. A place where you can survive. A place where you can catch your breath and take a deep one without fear. You are my hiding place. You're my hiding place. Did anybody ever have a secret one? I'm going to tell you a quick story about a hiding place. 
In fact, it touches about the corner of the church right back there, by pastor's office there. Before this building was built, there was one of my favorite hiding places when I came to live here on this property. There was an apple tree. It was really a snarly one. It had never been taken care of. In fact, it had a very weird branch, but it was old. It was an old apple tree. And it had never been pruned or anything, not taken care of, but it had the most beautiful pink apple blossoms on it every spring. And the trunk, Lonnie said, we need to cut that thing down. I go, no, no, it's just don't, don't touch that apple tree. Because one of the branches, so here's a typical trunk, but one of, there was another trunk, like a branch that had gotten, it was this big around. It was plenty big enough to hold my weight. And you, it had grown like a, like a bench, and then it went up. It's the craziest thing. That was my hiding place. I looked forward to every spring. I would watch. I would walk around it. And then when the day came that those blossoms were about ready to be blown away, like the rain and the blowing of them, it was like going to Narnia. I was, uh, at one time in my life, I really enjoyed the C.S. Lewis books and the stories of Narnia. And that was my Narnia tree right here on this property. And it was growing. The roots of that tree would have been right back there. And I would come out, and I would sit. I would get in it. It was so thick with blossoms, nobody could see me. I didn't tell people where I went. This was my secret place. Once a year, I derived so much pleasure from going out there and just hanging with the Lord, sitting on that branch that came out like a sea a seat and then the winds the gentle winds would blow and those blossoms the smell of it and they would rain on me and I just knew there's a place that that was a spot where heaven kissed earth for me it's for me it was my place he provided it for me just like he's provided some for Many of you. Maybe you haven't found one yet. Well, I'm telling you, it's not too late. I've found many more hiding places over the year. But God has one just for you. And we all have one that we can go to, and I'm just about to share it with you. So, life, (laughs) this is a statement. Life can be overwhelming at times. Can I get an amen? It can be. It can be overwhelming. And especially when we're in such a pivotal time as this, as we're walking into prophetic words and of fulfillment, and we've got all these things that are on our plate, let alone what's going on in our private lives and our family lives. It can be overwhelming. I want to tell you, right now, because we are daring to go where we've never gone before, sounds like Buzz Lightyear, to infinity and beyond, because, because we're talking about infinity. We're talking about heaven. That's infinite. Coming to earth. We pray that. On earth as it is in heaven. We're talking about infinity coming to earth. I believe that. I'm crazy enough to believe it. Daddy said it. And I understand that. And I don't know what all that looks like. But we are busy. We are kingdom builders. We're not religion builders. We're not building praise chapel ministry builders. 
we're not building Kathy and Lonnie's church. Uh, no, we are kingdom builders for his glory. I want him to have it all. Don't you? All the glory in the things that he's done for you and me. Life can be overwhelming. And then let's just add that to the scripture that says, anybody know this one? The devil is roaming to and fro in the earth looking for anyone he can devour. Like a lion. I'm paraphrasing that scripture. And all that's going on at the same time, he's looking, he's watching. He's like, they're excelling, they're doing something that God wants, let's take them down. So you have to know, you have to keep your eye open, because he sets traps. How many of you were here when, Brother, uh, when, when Jean Wilder spoke that word on the traps of the enemy, and he brought in those big traps Little ones, we're all familiar with a mouse trap or something that small, but he brought in big bear traps. You know, you might find your, you could run with one. If you got snapped by a mouse trap, it, it would hurt like the dickens, but you could take off running with that. It's not going to stop you, but you hit a bear trap. Uh, Chillins, you're not going to go very far. It's going gonna, it's gonna to tear you down. The enemy is out there walking to and fro like a lion watching for someone to devour. That's why we pray. That's why we're here for each other. If we see danger coming, we said, hey, I need to spend some time with you. So we can encourage them. We can show them they're going in dangerous territory. Get out of there. I'll tell you what to do when you're feeling overwhelmed because when we're feeling overwhelmed, we do crazy stuff. Do we not do crazy stuff? We're looking for a way of escape. We're looking for anything to calm us down. It's like, the, give me the biggest bowl of ice cream. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. What do we do? For some, it might be banana cream pie. I don't know what your thing is that you do. I'm, I'm talking lightly here, but you guys know some of it can be very serious. Some serious sin. <laughs> that we go looking for as a place to hide and escape the overwhelming feelings of life. So I just, there's days that feels like me. And sometimes those days aren't just days. And I know some of you in this very room have been going at it for days, months, and it's even turned into some years. But I want to say it's just about over for some of you. God will be with you. He, will, he does a Romans 8 thing, 828. All things work together for good for them who love God and are called according to his purposes, his plans in your life. He will work it for good. You may not be able to see or even imagine how could this be worked for good. It may look impossible, but nothing is impossible for God. And I don't know how he does it, but he just does the miraculous. 
if you'll just keep taking a step of obedience at a time. Get back up. If you fall down carrying that cross, I hope I'm there when I see it so I can help you lift it and I can help you carry it. That's us. So I told you about the apple tree, and now I want to share a place that you can all go. It's the hiding place. It's Psalm 91, and you might have read it, but I'm telling you right now, he who dwells in the shelter. In some translations, it says he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. That's Father. That's Father God in all his greatness, in all his power. And that's Abba. That's Abba who says, don't mess with my kids. They're mine. They're mine. Don't mess with them. I will say to the Lord, I'm starting with verse 1 and we're going to read the entire thing. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress. It's the place I can run to. Don't tempt me with some other way of escape. Don't tempt me with some other form of of just momentary, temporal, maybe I can make myself feel good. Come on. Let's come to the hiding place. My, my, my refuge and my fortress. My God in whom I trust. And sometimes I'm running for that place and I'm really not feeling like I'm trusting and I'm just this little girl and I'm running and I'm running and I'm running and my eyes are closed. I don't even know where I'm going and I'm running and I'm running and I'm not feeling very trustworthy because I might be scared. But when I get there, it all, the insanity starts leaving my mind. (laughs) The crazy thoughts, because the enemy can't stand this place. He does not want to go to the hiding place or the secret place with you. No way. Just one look from the from father when he's got one of his own. You mess, you done, boy. Don't mess with my kids. My God in whom I trust, for it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper. That means the traps. Get away from those traps. Will deliver you from it if you get in one. And from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you may seek refuge. The pinions, this is the wing of God, the wings of Father. I've 
I've touched them. <laughs> I've seen them. They're real. They're gigantic. They're powerful. They're protective. And when you're so and they're not uncomfortable, they're pinion feathers. These are the little things that they put in these fancy, expensive down comforters. Any of you been, ever been able to afford one of those gigantic king-size down comforters that have the highest max of loft? I might have slept in one a time or two when I was sleeping somewhere. But they're outrageously expensive. They're just unaffordable. This is what I'm talking about. And, and the best part is there's no layer of cloth between you and the feathers. And they mold to your body. They fit you. It makes the body temperature just right, filled with comfort, just for you. It is a one-size-fits-all, literally. I've seen that before, girls. I know, <coughs> I know what some of you say, but one size doesn't fit all, does it? But in this case, one-size-fits-all for all of us, for you big boys in here. Let me tell you, under the wings under his wings. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulk work. We all know what a shield is. We've seen those giant ones in the old, you know, the marching armies and how they do all their maneuvers with them to protect from arrows that are flying. You know, the enemy, enemy likes to shoot you with those arrows, darts, fiery darts. He's a shield. He's a bulwark. He's a fortress. He's a place of safety. Enemy can't get in there. He can't mess with you. Run, run to the secret place. Run, run to the shadow under the wings of Abba. You will not be afraid of the terror by night. I don't know with you, but when I'm going cray-cray, you know what that is? That's Kathy's word for insane craziness, crisis. I'm out of my mind. Cray-cray. When I'm in cray-cray, it leads to sleepless nights. <laughs> it leads to having difficulty sleeping because... You know what happened today, and you don't even know if you can face tomorrow and what might be coming. The terror at night that comes and tries to destroy you. Kick him out of your bedroom and get in the shadow. Get into the hiding place. Get into that peace before you go to sleep. You can do it. You can overcome, because he wants you to overcome, and you can do it. You just keep... Focusing on him, and his presence will come and meet you. I won't be afraid of the terror by night or of the arrow that flies by day. <clears throat> he was, David was writing this. He was a man acquainted with war. These are terms that he was using, the things that were terrifying for him. He's talking about his, the warfare. We have spiritual warfare. Not much has changed. 
We are not called the army of God for nothing. We're soldiers. I won't be afraid of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, meaning the devil and his hordes, or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. Because in the mornings they would go out to war. Do you see? In the spring they would go out to war. And by the time the sun hit noon, there was destruction and life was laid waste. Some of us hit noon and we're like, why isn't this day over? Oh, there's already been destruction by noontime. It's like, okay, I prayed. I know Lonnie prayed for me this morning. He was praying for everybody for three hours. Oh, my gosh, what would this have been looking like if he hadn't, if I know a man of God? Because the word says, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. And I know some of you other men are praying. And that's not just a gender thing. It's women, too. Our prayers, God is hearing. He hears them. A thousand may fall at your side. That meant some of his friends in the war, in the battle with him. He might be witnessing some fall. There's death. If there's anything I have to do about it, I don't want to see one of you fall. (laughs) You're going to make it. As long as I've got breath, I'm coming after you, if I have to drag you by the hairy head. Come on. You know? If there's no other way I can drag you to a place of safety with me. And 10,000 on your right hand, but it shall not approach you. Somehow he had this level of understanding through small experiences that when that kind of warfare was going on, God still had gotten him through. He fell back to that knowledge. He couldn't focus on that. He couldn't focus on the destruction. He couldn't focus on what was happening. He had to keep his eyes on God and trust him that he would see him through the battle. And that's our position. But it shall not approach you. You won't be destroyed in that. You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. For you have made the Lord my refuge. That's how you win. That's how you survive. That's how you overcome. That's how you move on. And you get through that battle. This is it, folks. This is the answer. Some of you have been saying, what do I do? I, don't, I just don't know what to do anymore. Do this and do it again and again and again. This is part of your life. This is part of your identity. This is what Jesus did. Amen? For you have made the Lord my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. 
For he will give his angels charge concerning you. Wow, what a promise. Angels, they exist. It's real. He will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. That's a nasty-looking snake, sneaky. And the serpent you will trample down. That is the enemy. You will trample him. But this is the best part for me. And you're thinking, you mean there's more? This one hits me. This is so tender because I know, and this is what I experience under the wings. When he's got me calmed down and I can hear his voice, at the end of this psalm, God actually prophesies. David goes in to what he's saying, and then he goes into first-person God. And this is what David wrote and sang. It was a prophetic word, and it's a prophetic word to you and me. Quote, it's in quotations in your Bible. And this is God speaking. Because he has loved me, Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. And with a long life, I will satisfy him and let him behold my salvation. Most of you have received salvation in Christ. And there's another aspect of saving. It isn't a one-time saving. Yes, salvation. But I'm talking about he is the Savior. He said, I will rescue you. He's talking about I will save you. You know, When you're running like that out of your mind, you're like, somebody help me, somebody save me. Help me, help me, help me. He's saying, I will let him and let him behold my salvation. When you see that kind of salvation, you will behold it. You won't be the running child with your eyes closed crazy out of your mind and not even seeing anything because you've been blinded to the truth. Because the enemy has tried to blind you to the truth of who God is. 
I don't care how big your problem is. Some of you have gigantic whips. You're slaying giants right now. Some of you have, I don't know what else, but they're problems. They're issues, things we're dealing with. It doesn't matter how big or how small. I love this. Because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. I can love him. That's all I have to do. I just can snuggle up in those pinions, in that place of safety. I can feel his heartbeat. If I stay there long enough, I know God speaks. I'm going to hear something he's got to say. Each one of you, the wings, they are big enough for all of humanity. You won't run into anybody. It's your private spot under his wing. You know, look at it. I love the chickens. I love, chi- I love the picture of the chickens and the mother hens. You know, she can have 10, 12, 14 or more. And I've seen where a mother chicken died, and she took all the baby chicks of another mama hen as a child. And I remembered, how could she get like 20 20 little chicks under those wings, and she just, they'd run in there if they were scared. And you couldn't, you know, her feathers were fluffed out, and however she did it, she just looked like she was gaining weight. And you couldn't see a little chick in there. Nobody, nobody could have seen it. They were just something, Mama, in there. Imagine what that little picture on the human side looks like in the spirit. And you couldn't even hear a peep. They wouldn't chirp. They just got in there and they got all quiet. And usually when a baby chick is outside its mama's wings, they're going, yip, yip, it's the chirping. It's the chirping song. This is the word of God that he wanted to give you today. I pray for every one of you to find this place. If you've never found it, may you find it today. May you have touched on it. Maybe he showed you the way to go to it today. This is the place where two's company, you and Abba, and three's a crowd. Don't take anybody with you. You don't need distractions. It's you and him. It's your spot. Just a minute. It's your place. No distractions. So, Father, I pray, I pray that you will remind each one of us, God, when the enemy tries to get us on the old course and the rut of how we respond in some of the issues of life, God, that you will remind us of this word that you've placed in our hearts today. God, I pray for each one that they can start to practice your presence. Practice finding the secret place, wherever it is, each one of them, God, where they can go and be with you. And you can minister to them strength and hope and trust and increased faith. And that every one of us will be healed of our blindness 
we would be given eyes to see and we would be able to see greatness and participate in salvation. All of it. Seal this to our hearts and our memory. Lord, I pray that your words don't leak out when we walk out these doors. Remind us this week. Remind us this afternoon. Let us share your word, God. Let us share this place for those that we encounter that need to find us, that need to find Abba. We thank you for this blessed morning we've shared together. And it is getting more blessed every week when we come together in your presence and experience this freedom that you're pouring out in our midst. We can't thank you enough. Thank you for every member of this body and your entire family, God. Thank you so much. Of course, we feel it with a kiss in Jesus' name, but we just praise you and we give you all the glory today. Psalm 91. Yes. Yep. Where Bonnie is going to, um, uh, she saw her doctors, and we believe that um, this week she'll be going in for her surgery. They're going to do the surgery on her eye and not wait till September. She was exper- Bonnie is the gal that was in the wheelchair. Some of you know Bonnie back here. They usually sit back here, Richard and Bonnie. Um, please pray for her. She was running like that little girl I'd done. But Father, Father touched her with a hiding place. And peace has found her. It won't be easy. Um, so if you want to stop by, give her a call. Please do. Just stop by and say hello. Yes. She is home. She's home. And we won't inundate her in, in uh, everything, but, you know, the day before a major surgery is brain surgery. There's a tumor behind her right eye. And they were very concerned that if they waited any longer, she would lose sight in both eyes. So it's quite a surgery. She'll be in the hospital at least three days. And let's pray for everything. Let's pray right now. Thank you for bringing it up. Anybody have faith that want to pray this prayer? Okay. Father, we join together. And Father, I know that you hear my prayers. <laughs> I know you hear them, and you are hearing us today. Father, we pray for Bonnie, and we pray for Richard. Father, that you would make a way for every provision that they are concerned about. That you will find a way for Richard to be with her, Lord. That you will. Bring him peace. Continue to give Bonnie the peace that she's, she's, she's experiencing deep in her soul. Father, we pray that there's no distance in the spirit and that somehow they've heard this word today. For whoever visits them can go and refer this and bring their Bible in and read a passage or two. So we pray 
you will oversee this surgery and the surgeon's hands. Father, we ask for angels to be in the operating room and be with her, that you will, they will walk with her, just like we read today. They will be there the entire time. They will walk out. They will be in recovery and the restoration. And we pray for a quick healing. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you for the healing, God. Lord, restore her sight and give her new sight on the things of the Spirit that she's never even seen before. In Jesus' name, amen. One thing. Thank you, Father, for reminding me. This is a Kiss by the Sun uh, conference. It's down in Northfield, Mass. It's, you know, less than two hours away. I highly recommend if you get a chance to go this, this some of our brethren and some of our family, um, uh, Healing Grace uh, and Todd, uh, Pastor Todd and uh, Perna is down there along with Keith Plunk, some of our healing rooms. Uh, uh, the people in the healing rooms are going to be going down and doing teams of prayer after services. There's, I don't think there's any cost to go at night. If you go for a full day, there might be a daily charge. I don't know what that is. I'm sure they won't boot you out if you don't have it. You follow what I'm saying? So go down. Chuck Pierce is going to be there. Some really, um, Mark Fee, um, Eric Metaxas is going to be, be there. Some, some really good people in the Lord that just love God and want to see the kingdom expand. So if you get the chance, if you can go down there, you want a group, then, you know, raise your hand and say, hey, you might ride with me. And it's even all the more fun to talk about it on the way home when you experience something like this. So um, we hope to see you here all Sunday, but Saturday looks like the big day. And then Friday night, Eric Metaxas will be speaking, and that's on the 13th. So you can pick one of these up out there. You can Google it. You can get online, check it out. And we really hope to get down there at some point to really support the brethren down there. They're working hard. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found, was blind, but now we see. That's all, folks. Love you, bless you. Make sure you go next door. Love on somebody next door. Make sure you grab plenty of food. If you've got somebody, neighbors, anybody that needs food, make sure that you grab plenty of it and take it with you and bless them in Jesus' name.